Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 118. Lost his back, lost his back, lost his back, lost his back. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. No, wait, wait. No, I'm just getting word in now that by the end of tonight's show, they should have finally introduced all the characters for this year's Biggest Loser. <laughs> and to my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. That's a bit optimistic on your part. <laughs> I, I think, think it is. I think it is. It could go for the next week. Did you see that? There was like 30. 50 billion of them. <laughs> 50 billion fat people. That, and then, oh, at the end of this show, we're going to nominate, and we're going to cut them down to twenty-five billion. That's, <laughs> that was that was really that was ridiculous. Firstly, get thirty people on your show mm-hmm. uh, f- for something as as hopeful as possibly improving your life for the rest of your life and uh, and giving mm-hmm. you, you greater longevity. And mm-hmm. then going, yeah, uh, sorry, some of you are going to leave here uh, fat and with no help. Yes, yes. Now I think you can do it on the outside like you haven't done for the previous 30 years. Yeah. Good luck with that, fatty. <laughs> and, like, it's, it's so manipulative, and I, it's so awfully manipulative for no reason. There's no point to telling, to getting 30 people there and immediately telling 15 of them they're going home, only to then have the commando show up. See, that, that, that I didn't say. The command- oh, the commando shook up and took the other 15. They, they didn't really go home. Oh, they've All gone to... Is still in it. Right, so so they've Although gone... Although, people listening to the show, there may have been several more Biggest Loser episodes by the time you listen. <laughs> who knows what's going on by now? Who who really who really does all, it? All... So, so, hang on. So, what's happened? A, a commando has... this On Sunday's show, a commando came, took the other 15 away, mm-hmm. and they're going to be training at a secret facility. A beach. Right. A beach. Possibly not a facility. They right. got taken away in Hummers. Ah. Mm. But... Uh, the, the, it's the new Corolla. <laughs> the thing is, like... Obviously, the contestants wouldn't have known this because they were doing all this while the most recent US series of Biggest Loser was screening here. But anybody who watched the US season of Biggest Loser would know that trick. They did that trick in the most recent US series. They also did the trick of having, oh, we've got two twins on, two fat twins, one's staying and one's going. They're just ripping off the American series. Right, and I I think it's I think it's pointless. Haven't they bought the idea? Are they allowed to do that? Well, I think it's I think it's I, I don't understand why they bothered to show the most recent American series, which has all these plot twists, mm-hmm. and then show it in the Australian version, pretending that you're so clever because you've come up with all these plot twists. But Ross, if we were, if we were fans of uh, of Biggest Loser mm-hmm. as we are of Survivor, mm-hmm. and they didn't show the most recent American version. Wouldn't we be angry at them for not showing the most recent American version? I, I completely agree. But do you have fans of Biggest Loser like we're fans of Survivor? No, I don't think so. Mm. I've I've so. never met I've never met any. But mm. uh, email the, the, the best because you guys are. <laughs> email us, hooray at boxcutters.net. Uh, not fans of it like we're fans of Lost. Oh, I'm such a huge fan of Lost. Mm. Remember when? Remember when I thought, "Nah, it's dead to me." Yeah, remember when yeah, I thought yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. When you're no, on crack. no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, super hands. I'm so glad I put down that pipe because <laughs> ha- having it back was so exciting. But I don't know if I can handle it in weekly installments. No, no. Uh, I thought it was great. My so, wife turned to me and said, "Well, that was stupid. What was the point in all that? That was terrible." Uh, but I think her annoyance and, and my were you enjoyment. On the, were you on the uh, on the phone to the lawyers? No, no, uh, no. I, they're, they're for the same reason. She's frustrated by it, right? And that just annoys her. I'm frustrated by it 
but I want to see more. And we both agreed that it would be great to have the final 48 episodes, bang, 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 to watch night after night to get through it like that. It's going to be torture waiting another two and a half years to, I know. to see how it finishes. I know. Mm. And Did you watch a- it, Brett? What did you watch? Lots, it? He's he's going to watch it. He's going to watch it when it's on Channel Seven. Ah, yes. Okay. So that'll be this Thursday. Mm. So what? by by next week, you will have seen the first episode of Lost. Oh wait a minute! It doesn't clash with the uh, out of the question, does it? No, they're both on Channel Seven, so I don't see how they could clash unless one of them was on Seven HD. But no. I don't see how that could be. Uh, later on <laughs> in uh, in Pork, we will talk about <laughs> out of the question. Uh, we're also going to talk with James Talia, calling us from the UK. We're going to have a look at Terminator. Colon, the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Uh, we've got an I Don't Buy It, and we're finishing up with Pork. As always, though, we're going to... Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, another 20 contestants. Let to be introduced. Some fat person with a sob story coming up. We're going to kick off this episode of Box Cutters with the Box Cutters News. If you've been under a rock over the last week, you may not have heard that uh, Wayne Carey has been sacked from the Nine Network. Well, when I say sacked, they uh, curtailed contract negotiations which were uh, underway for this year's uh, football season. Um, Interestingly, sources currently... Uh, have told the Herald Sun that the Nine Network is considering paying him a six-figure sum for an exclusive interview for the exclusive tell-all story. What, what sources? What do you mean sources? sources? Sources from where? Sources. People People that can't be named. People that know stuff but can't actually tell people that they know it. Right. Have these people told you directly or have you gotten no, this from... No, they have not told me directly. They've You've gotten this from a... Sun. Right. Yes. Okay. Uh, figures of more could than two hundred thousand dollars have been suggested. Point, you often get in trouble with footballers when you give them a higher figure than they can count to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Channel Nine's head of publicity, Michelle Stamper, uh, says that the network has not spoken to Kerry, but didn't deny the possibility of a deal. Right, they haven't spoken to to him personally. Hmm. Wouldn't they have spoken, say, to his agent? Well, she says, we are not going to be revealing our conversations, negotiations. We haven't spoken to Wayne Carey. Right. That tells us everything and nothing, Michelle Stamper from Channel 9. Mm. Well, she hasn't written it off, so uh, we'll probably be seeing Wayne Carey on Channel 9 if, if in you the not-too-distant future. If you were Wayne Carey and you got sacked from a network, and two networks were offering you the same figure. Mm-hmm. Who would you give the story to? If I was Wayne Carey. If you were Wayne Carey. I'd give it to Channel 7 because there's a larger audience. <laughs> if, I, if, I, <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> if I was Wayne Carey, I'd probably give it to Channel 9. Yeah? Yeah. Why? Really? Because They've just sacked you. Yeah, but you still you know people there and you're probably dealing with somebody that you know and have a history with because it'll probably be... Somebody uh, like, uh, I've temporarily forgotten his name, but uh, the co-host of uh, Footy Classified, uh, uh, Hutchins. Yeah. Uh, it, it will probably be it'll probably be him. Craig. Uh, yeah. 
it'll probably be Craig who gets the interview in Not that willing. case. No. And I, I think he, it, it'd probably be somebody he would know. Whereas if he went to seven, it could be Dylan Howard who uh, who was responsible <laughs> for the... Uh, yes. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I, I think he'd probably go yeah, that's, that's That's fair enough. It'd be a, a kind of gentler mm. stabbing. Uh, uh, yeah. 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 That is, of course, assuming that there is some sort of thought process involved, which isn't guaranteed. No. No. no that's, <laughs> in, that's uh, in breaking news that you probably know more about it by the time you listen to this podcast than we know about it when we're recording this podcast, is the strike over. Uh, several prominent sources, including uh, the New York Times and Associated Press, have been reporting over the last few days that the major roadblocks have been eliminated uh, and... Apparently, the strike could be over. Memo from the Writers Guild uh, mm-hmm. earlier today, our mm-hmm. time, so uh, earlier, early on Monday, our time, said uh, there are lots of rumours going around. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have not been the source of those rumours. And, uh, of course, when a deal uh, breaks or when, uh, when progress is made, mm-hmm. we will announce it through a memo to our members. Mm-hmm. They, they were very clear about that. So, but but what else are they going to say? They're not uh, going to say, yeah, yeah, it's true. There may be a deal broken, brokered at the moment. In fact, take away all our bargaining positioning. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> no, y- y- you're right. Of, of course, uh, but they could say there's, nothing. There's, they, there's could, a, they could they could say nothing. They could put out no release at these, all. These are coming from a lot of different sources. Yes, this isn't just. I mean, there's been the old occasional is the strike over. The whole time, every every couple of days, has been something like that. But this is this is this is this seems to be gathering a lot more steam. Yes, than, I, than I most read of the it. Other ones. I read it in uh, in New York Times, and I read it in, the, in Variety, and mm. uh, uh, and possibly also the Age. Mm, I think, okay. but they probably just got it from New York Times or Variety. Mm. Both negotiating parties uh, did agree to a media blackout while negotiations were going on, so there wouldn't be anything official from either side. Mm. So hopefully. The uh, the only show I really care about is Lost. Yes, but that's th- see, those ten see, episodes aren't going to come back this year. Why not? If the strike goes now, they could do the last eight episodes of the sixteen episode run in prime time. Perfect. Then have the start. Then do the whole sixteen run next year. That, that's that, that's all. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to discuss it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's going to happen. That's all you care about. Yep. Yeah, that's fair enough. We can't, we can't have more delays to Lost. No, I'm so, I want it. I want it so badly. Mm. I want it so badly. In uh, TV movie news, now these are not movies on TV, these are movies from TV shows. It's been announced that The Greatest American Hero is going to be made into a motion picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? I mean, it was a great show. It was a great show it could be a great when movie. we were kids. But it, it, aren't these things better as, as memories sometimes? Aren't they just, oh, kids, There's a whole generation the- out there, though, that have no memory of it because they weren't around. Any any cast attached? I've uh, I've read no no cast attached. Steve but Carell. The, uh, the, the- Steve Carell. He's, he's everywhere. He's in everything. Yeah. Steve yeah. Carell. He'll, he'll, he'll play the, the American the, hero. I think he'll play the Robert Culp character. Which one was that? Uh, the, the, the friend who, uh, who, who was always just angry about everything. He'll, he'll be in it for sure. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be directed by uh, Stephen Herrick, who directed Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, The Mighty Ducks, and uh, the upcoming 
movie of uh, one of my favorite shows uh, of the last few years, Dead Like Me. That's so it's, uh, it's going to be interesting. But no, I have uh, I have no cast for that. In other movie news, according to E Online, an interview with uh, Jason Bateman, uh, he has confirmed that uh, Mitch Hurwitz has uh, has spoken to him about the possibility of an Arrested Development movie. Uh, Mitch asked him if he would be interested, and he said yes. And uh, in a radio interview, Jeffrey Tambor was uh, he also. Uh, admitted that he was approached by Ron Howard if he would be interested in doing a, a, a movie. And he also said yes. And apparently the whole cast have said, of course we would. Can you get the money for it? So uh, so it's, it's really just a matter of uh, is anyone going to back it? And apparently Universal are looking to uh, to back the Arrested Development movie. And so any word on these scripts? Uh, well, no, they can't write a script. Uh, they... They haven't written a script. They can't write a script because there's a writer's strike on. Uh, Mitch Hurwitz has, has said that he has some ideas about where he'd like the the film to go, but has not written a script because he can't write a script because there's a strike on. Mm. Any, It'll be interesting. Any, because any like word the... on casting for that? Yeah, apparently uh, Steve Carell <laughs> is... Uh, he's, he's, he's playing Jason Bateman. He's pl- playing Jason Bateman character. <laughs> yeah. And uh, interestingly, uh, interesting, uh, interestingly enough... Uh, that uh, kid from Arrested Development, uh, Michael Cera. Oh, yeah. He's been in a lot of films lately. I think they're going to put him up for uh, the role of uh, Jason Bateman's son. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah nice. That'll be good. Oh, well, the, the kind of storytelling will, be, will have to change because, like, the last series and a half of, uh, of the series of the TV show um, was pretty much in response to what was actually going on with the future of the TV show. So they'll have to come up with stories that don't rely on that. Oh, no. You know what? I... I don't think uh, underestimating the uh, the the strength of writing on uh, uh, on Arrested Development is is going to be a, a good idea. I think that they'll work out a way to uh, to make that sort of humour work in the film. That's mm. I'm just bad. I mean, it could be shit. It could be the greatest American hero. Who knows? <laughs> Could be. Uh, hey, Logies, voting has opened up. Uh, that's the TV Work Logie Awards, uh, which is celebrating its fiftieth anniversary. Are uh, they are they out year. of money? Who TV Week? Yeah, not. They're, they're using the same ad from last year. Are they? And it was a shit ad last year, and I don't know why they're using it again this year. It's like a a publicist slash hairdresser. Uh, talking to a star who's getting their hair and makeup done. You can't see the star because they're reading the uh, 2007 nominations for. Oh, really? Yeah, and saying, oh, you know, I think you should be nominated. You know, you're looking a bit and making facial gestures as if they put on weight or something. It's a shit ad. I don't they, know why they, they didn't even they didn't even go to the trouble of superimposing no. this year's cover no. onto it. No. Oh, that's terrible. Hmm. Well, uh, the voting no longer uh, will be as closely associated with the magazine uh, with no need to buy a copy uh, to have a coupon to do any of that. Uh, they can go to one of any one of 30 websites to lodge your votes. Uh which uh, is for the awards ceremony, which goes to where Sunday the 4th of May. And uh, it's been expanded a little bit to include the popular factual genre. I, uh, I, I wonder which loser who's not currently on television is going to take out the gold leggy this year. I voted, uh, I voted earlier today, went through the process. It was a very long process. And, uh, and just, you know, vote yes, never heard of you right, good, 
right, whatever, do that, yes, click, next, next, next. Uh, it's about 10 screens or something. Mm-hmm. Then, then you get to the end of it and you've got to fill in your details, fill in your name and, and address. And uh, and then on another page, you've got to fill in your phone number and pin number, uh, pin number and date of birth and your mother's maiden name and, uh, and where all your bank accounts are. Any and, possible passwords you like to use. Yes. And, uh, and then at the end of it, it says, and where would you like to go now? And has a list of a whole lot of television-related websites. So, 9MSN and, and uh, Yahoo 7, the ABC, uh, but also Ralph Magazine, some ACP stuff. And uh, Sorry, APC, a- whatever. ACP. ACP stuff. Uh, no box cutters there. No. But, but uh, little radio buttons next to which one you want to go to. See, you can't just click on the link. You have to click the radio button and then click next, and then another screen comes up saying, "Now click here if, to go to that website that you wanted to go to." Okay, <laughs> it's, that's it's, that's extremely usable. I, I think it was it was uh, made by CompuServe in 1997. <laughs> this website it was terrible, but anyway, that's where you have to go if you want to vote for for the Logies. Yes, uh, interestingly, something that I didn't bring in, uh, there's speculation at the moment that Microsoft are going to buy out Yahoo, which will make things interesting between Yahoo 7 and 9 MSN. Mm. Uh, yes, that, that that would make things uh, very interesting. But uh, if Google has anything to do with it, that's never going to happen. It's it's going to be very exciting in the, uh, it's going to be the internet wars of 08. We'll talk about it for months. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking of television, uh, Crash, the movie that uh, won... The Cronenberg film. That was excellent. No, no. James Spader. No, no. no. no the a thing for scars. See, you, see, you're wrong twice. A, it wasn't excellent, and B, that's not the film. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the Paul, Paul Gagan film. So, Haggis. Uh, Haggis. Paul Haggis. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of someone. But yes, the With Paul Haggis film. and Jamie Foxx and... Uh, Lots and lots of people that had uh, have many many cast members. Uh, it's it's being made into a series by the uh, as yet unheard of here at least Stars Network. Yeah, I'd never heard Star of it. Star with a Z on the end. Stars Network, uh, which I'm sure will win the ratings week after week, provided that Brokeback Mountain is on all the other channels. <laughs> which is uh, what happened with the Academy Awards. So. Uh, so good luck with that. <laughs> like seriously, what? That was the only reason it won Best Picture. It's, I quite enjoyed it as a film. Really? Yes. It's, it's not I a Best Picture film. The, it's it, it, it next. Made, you're going to tell me Denzel Washington in Training Day is a is a Best Actor performance? I haven't oh. seen Training Day. Oh no! It was <laughs> all right. Here's here's the thing. Crash was such a bad film. That and I was at your house when we were watching the the Oscars, Ross, and mm. uh, I, I I didn't realize that I had actually seen it until uh, all the all the clips of the show are, are shown during during the nominations, and I'm piecing them together, going, I recognize that clip, and I recognize that clip, and I re- I've seen this film. That's how much I didn't like that film. Mm. I cannot tell you how many different ways I'm not going to watch the show. <laughs> But Brett, you can any casting can, for the show. You can review uh, Steve Carell, <laughs> Steve, Steve Carell, <laughs> Michael Sarah, Steve, Steve Carell's playing the car. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Joe Bluth. Is playing oh, the car. Yeah. oh no, that's in Night Riders. Uh. Oh, it's all confusing. It's all confusing. Hey, in uh, in Mark Burnett news, 
Mark Burnett uh, just keeps making this Mark is Burnett his time. Slash awesome-o. <laughs> <laughs> this is his time. This is Mark Burnett's time to strike. Uh, and not, idea 1714. Yes, uh, Adam Sandler and uh, in a not, comedy. Not strike in the way that the uh, writers are striking, but strike like a cobra in the grass. Because he has, uh, he has just uh, announced Celebrity Apprentice will get another season. Mm-hmm. Survivor is going to get... Two more seasons with uh, Jeff Probst. With Jeff Probst as hosting host. two seasons, which is best. was there some doubt that he was going to do that? No, no. So you know, Survivor Phil, I think is is possibly the most talented of all the Phils. Uh, so, I don't know. You guys didn't give much time to Kid Nation. Who who was hosted? Who that? was hosted that? Kid Nation Phil? No, <laughs> <laughs> never heard of him. <laughs> never heard of him. Uh, so uh, anyway, so Survivor's got two more seasons with mm-hmm. Jeff Jeff Probst, which mm-hmm. is going to be fantastic. Uh, and two new shows are starting in the next two weeks on US TV. One is called Awesome. I think. Uh, you, you oh, one is called uh, Pirate Master Returns. <laughs> <laughs> My dad is better than your dad. Ah, oh, this sounds like a winner. And the other one is. I'm called- pretty sure I heard about that last year at some point. Oh, yeah, I think they were planning it, because yeah, it's, it's all shot. It's going to screen, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the other one is uh, is called Amnesia, which is a uh, a quiz show that's uh, going to be hosted by Dennis Miller. Uh, that's really... Mark Burnett, just stop. He's, he's got enough money. <laughs> just, 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 do, just do one idea a month. So is that the one where they, they uh, get contestants and hook them up to a lie detector and ask them embarrassing questions? No, no that's, that's, that's Moment of Truth. truth. Which, I've seen clips from Moment of Truth and... Uh, which may or may not be coming here. Well, Channel 9 have it. Mm. And uh, and they've got uh, Stephen Jacobs queued up to, to host it. Uh, what, no, an Australian that's, version? That's Power of 10. Is that Power of 10? Yeah. They don't have a, they don't have a host for the Australian They don't have a host for, for Moment of Truth. No. It looks like the most horrible show, as far as game shows go. Shafted. No, no, no. Shafted. Western Shafted. Well, sorry, not Shafted. Uh, what was the one with with James G or what? What's his uh, first name? Yeah, yeah. Decline. Uh, Jackie O and all those. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. The contest. The contest. Well, the, the con. The contest. The thing about the contest was there, there was actual gameplay in the contest, and, and people were up against each other. This one is just pretty much exposing the lies that you have told to your family and friends in front of an audience of millions. And potentially ruining lives. Mm. That's what this show is. That's what Moment of Truth is. I uh, I don't want to see it here. I think it's a terrible idea. Terrible idea. See, it but might, it's not, it, not it, a Mark it, Burnett production. And might, we don't we don't have a population that's into into being on Jerry Springer. Yeah, it might not work here for those same reasons that we have never had an Australian talk show like. Yeah. That. Well, hopefully, Let, let's hope it never comes here. Mm. Brett, what have you got? Uh, in political advertising news, the newly elected uh, Rudd Labor government has abolished the government communications unit uh, as it takes a hatchet to the advertising operations of the Howard government. Uh, what, what, is, what is that unit? What does it do? Well, that unit uh, is responsible for all the government advertising expenditure, I believe. Um, 
I'm just looking through. They're slashing $250 million over three years uh, to streamline government advertising and eliminate political propaganda. So uh, basically, it's the, the Ministry of Propaganda. So, so in two years' time, they're going to have to establish a new unit with a different name. Well, no. No, what they're doing is they're setting up a committee to establish a review to figure out. No, no, no they're, they're what, pulling money the, away uh, from it as we the, speak. Uh, special interest group decide they should do right, and uh, that, but and that'll be in the future. At the moment, they're going to pull the pull pull it out, and then in secret, they're going to do have this committee, and then. They're responding to a 2005 Senate committee report on government advertising that recommended a more transparent system for disclosing marketing costs in an annual report. Surely um, surely that report was three years out of date. (laughs) You you know that John Howard went to the 1996 election. One of his election promises was to cut back on government advertising spending. And what did he do? Did he actually pull back uh, budgetary uh, funding to the government, uh, the Ministry of... I'm, I'm sure he banged some pots and pans around when he first got into power. I don't remember him actually doing anything. Mm, that could be wrong. I, I remember him uh, banging pots and pans. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, that was uh, that was one of the uh, girls on Bad Girls Club. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yeah, very Different. easy to mix up. Yeah. Yep. Is that it? That's it. That's it? That's it. Well, that is the Box Cutters News. Hi, it's Pete Smith. They're not really naughty boys. They're just box cutters going about their business. And it's great to have back on the phone once again our un-Australian correspondent all the way from London, Channel 9's James Talia. How are you today? Uh, I'm good. How are you guys doing? Oh, yeah, whatever. Not too bad. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Whatever. <laughs> London, London, England. Yes, yes, not uh, London. Not, one not of the London, other ones. Ontario. Yes. Yes, uh, not uh, London bridges falling down. <laughs> Can you think of any other Londons, James? That just about does it. <laughs> right. Right. How are things in, uh, in the Europe at the moment? Things in the Europe are wintry um, and uh, been fairly quiet news times as well. We have the Diana inquest running relentlessly day after day, of course, but uh, no one seems hugely interested in that for now. But what happened with that? Because people were interested in that, so much so that you were in France standing outside the tunnel at one point. Well, that's right. Yeah, well, that was at the very start. That's why. Oh, I see. The jury, the jury went there to take a look. And now it's just kind of rolling up. And sooner or later there'll be a verdict and then everyone will be hugely interested in it again. Okay. But but do you think at, at the moment Heath Ledger's death has, has really just upstaged Diana's death? Oh, certainly. Certainly. I think uh, that's. That, it seems that's been all the news at your end. But uh, everyone's been going crazy for our heat. It's uh, it, it's still going, and you know I, I read in the New York Times today, not not in the Age, strangely, uh, that uh, a, a man claiming to be Heath Ledger's father had been making prank phone calls. I I didn't realise that. Prank phone calls. Yeah, he was uh, he he was calling up uh, radio stations and TV shows. Pret- oh no no, he's calling up the stars. Oh no, he he also he's called up, up the stars themselves. Called up Naomi Watts and uh, uh, Christian Bale and a few others. And uh, and Tom Tom Cruise, but he and they he got called, on to him. He called a television station and oh, spoke okay. to uh, like t- Today or Good Morning America, or one of those shows, mm-hmm. and then asked the producer for Naomi Watts' phone number. <laughs> <laughs> That's the report I read, and then and they they busted him by uh, one of them saying, "Hold on a second, why would Heath Ledger's father be calling us from a British mobile phone?" Ah, 
See, there you go. Good mm. question. Yeah. But it sh- surely it, it should take something other than that to bust that person doing that. Why would he bleed his father be calling them at all? Yes. Yes, I think but that's... A... Really fun story. <laughs> that is a horrible thing to be doing, though. To me, that kind of exemplifies what this story has been like. Um, this story is becoming self-fulfilling. It just It's just sort of rolling along and creating new angles all the time. It's in danger of sort of collapsing in on itself because it's getting kind of silly. But you know, we have a huge appetite for that sort of thing, don't we? Oh, oh yeah, we, uh, we we can't get enough of a... a, a, a an unexpected death. I think that's uh, that's where it comes from. A, a celebrity's unexpected death. Uh, people that's just right. go, oh, oh my God, we need to know everything there is to know. Yeah, I think people need to get a grip and figure out that they don't need to know everything. They need to know the bare basics enough to maybe show their, show their respect if they want to. But I think we're kind of in danger of taking things a tad too far, aren't we? Well, that's, that's the kind of talk that's going to get TMZ off the air. <laughs> God, no. That's right. I'm, might I add, I'm not necessarily talking about reputable news organisations. Yeah, what What are you doing, commie? Commie James? <laughs> That's right, you commie pink on your thumb. <laughs> uh, 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 I had a question for you. Uh, sorry, no, you go on. No, I was going to say, I, I guess I'm talking in, in particular about the websites. Um and, and in the same vein, the Britney Spears story is out of hand now, isn't it? Well, I mean, how how long, how many uh, carloads of paparazzi have to follow her speeding on the wrong side of the road before she dies? Yeah, and and while following her to a psychiatric institution. Yes. Where she, where she's, like she's you know she's going to flash herself again going into some club she's at this point. <laughs> Clearly unwell, <laughs> and she's being uh, and she's being put in there against the wishes of her boyfriend, a member of the paparazzi, and her manager, who uh, she employed in the last couple of months, who has absolutely no managing history or seeming skills. Well, that's right, because she's clearly unwell. So I think maybe it's about time everyone cut her some slack. I, I, I think it's a newsworthy event that she has once again been taken to hospital. I'm not sure that the methods of gathering that story, employed, being employed by some people, are appropriate given what the story's now become. As hey, I'm getting all on my soapbox today. You are. <laughs> on that topic, as a journalist, how do you, how do you separate yourself from the the people who would obviously also call themselves journalists who who are doing these these exploitation things. I mean, we, we've oh, yeah, talked no, a lot about journalism exploitation, but uh, in, in this case, there there seems to be a very a very definite line. But uh, there is that that chance that you're all just going to get lumped into the the same bag. Yeah, I, I, I think as a rule, chasing in cars would be about where that line is. <laughs> right. So, so if uh, Brittany conduct, came conduct during life, let's let's avoid this. <laughs> so, if Brittany came to London, yeah, what would you be doing? Christ, wishing I wasn't in London. <laughs> uh, um, uh, look, I, I obviously, well, I guess we would have to do the story depending on the circumstances, depending on what she was doing. Yeah, I guess we would be doing the story, um, uh, which means I would be uh, doing a piece to camera from outside whatever hotel she was staying at or Slash. wherever else she might be. Slash but institution. 
like, well, yeah, potentially. Um, I don't like the thought of that. But certainly there'd be no chasing going on. Okay, well, that's. I think that's an important line. I think that that makes that makes a lot of sense. I was uh, other, people, other people that's a false line that we shouldn't be standing outside of whatever institution she's in either. Um, uh, there, look, there, there's a story there. She, you know, she's a world famous person who has had a mighty fall. Uh, that's a story. I just wonder how much longer it's a story for, and um, is it still a story when you have to literally chase like that? Well, and and couldn't it be a story uh, bringing? Uh, attention to certain uh, certain mental illnesses, and yeah, well, uh, that, that, that's so. I think that we've, we've got to be careful not not to cross a line where someone's illness becomes uh, tabloid fodder as well. If at first she's just acting a little bit wacky and uh, no one's quite sure what's going on with her, fine, that's one thing. Once it's quite clear that she's unwell, I think a little bit of discretion and a little bit of sympathy is called for. It's not just treating her like a circus sideshow. Again, you're putting TMZ out of business with uh, with calls uh, like that, James. Yeah, well, but, you know, <laughs> they'll, they'll just have to do whatever they can to get by in the face of my storm of criticism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, because I've been watching a little bit of uh, Inside Edition and no, not Inside Edition, The Insider and uh, oh, and yeah. TMZ on on cable. Uh, it, it just makes. America as a nation look like the most morally bankrupt place in the world. Yeah, it's really quite appalling. And and I think it's the... Uh, I don't know how, how, how do you describe it. It's, it's too easy to say that it looks as though they just have no morals at all, but that is what they look like, those shows. As though they're compiled with absolutely no thought given to uh, anyone else. Uh, certainly not the subjects of their stories. Um, they're, they're nothing but stories. They're not people at all, is the way those those shows work. Um, and, and why have you been watching those shows? Uh, research purposes. The, uh, <laughs> no, really, mostly because uh, uh, I watched The Soup with Joel McHale, uh, who is a, an excellent host, and, and he often talks about uh, bits of TMZ and Inside Edition and uh, de- describes describes them and I wanted to see what those shows were actually like rather than just seeing snippets of them see if I could sit through an entire episode uh, the answer is no I can't but oh, they're incredibly cheesy aren't they oh terrible like I remember hard copy hard copy was you know legitimate journalism compared to these shows with, with Gordon Elliott yes <laughs> <laughs> Australia's own Australia's own Gordon Elliott how oh, the mighty have fallen days. Proper tabloid show. <laughs> this new fangled internet age rubbish. That's <laughs> that's right. I, uh, I I also wanted to ask you. We're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of shows from the states now with Australian and UK actresses. We're, g- we're going to talk about the uh, Terminator Sarah Co- Chronic Sarah Connor Chronicles, which is so hard to say. <laughs> Later on, and uh, and the lead there is uh, is is British. We had uh, Bionic Woman, and uh, the lead there was British. In England, is there a lot of coverage about those actresses making it big? Yeah, there always is. And in fact, I, I, <laughs> was it last week or the week before when the Oscar nominations came out? It was just like being home because. I had to actually get online and Google to find out what had been nominated for Best Picture or I heard about which <laughs> would be nominated. It was just like being at home. Um, 
<laughs> but, but God, there's a whole other movie industry out there outside of you know, Julie Christie. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, they, they are all over their own people, and that's fair enough, as we do as well, of course. Um, but yeah, this it, it really is uh, noteworthy how well the Brits are doing. Um, and I wonder if in the States, for some reason, that's because there is somehow greater credibility that comes with that accent, or that's the way they perceive it. Except that they're not using a British accent. They're using an American accent, much like the Australian actresses at the moment are, are using an American accent in, in their shows. A, a show started in the States last week called In Treatment. And of, of uh, five... I think of, of six main cast total, two of them were Australian actresses. Is that the Gabriel Byrne one? Yes. Yep. Uh, and Gabriel Byrne clearly isn't American either. Well, well, no, but he he doesn't put on an American accent. He's uh, he's Irish all the way through. Oh, okay. Because uh, he's uh, putting on American accents. Yes, M- Melissa George and uh, and a young girl from Canberra who had never heard of uh, really? does an excellent job, and it, she's like sixteen or something. Does a, a fantastic job in this show. But what's the show called? In treatment. In treatment. Yes, it's a uh, like Britney, as in in therapy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, we, we talked about it uh, uh, at, towards the end of last year, I think it's... And listen to the rest of the show, because we're going to talk about it a little more in pork. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know why it would be if they would have two Aussie girls in the one show. Maybe it's just coincidence. Well, maybe. Or, or maybe good, this, this UK-Australian uh, invasion of, of actresses, and pretty much only actresses in, into the US, uh, is because... And, and this is a, a theory in my household... Uh, is uh, is because those actresses look more like normal humans than American mm-hmm. actresses do. That they haven't had a thousand different kinds of work done to look the same as everybody else. Yeah, that's true. That's an interesting theory. Certainly that's the case here, as I know it is in Australia, obviously. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe that is what it is. And why almost exclusively actresses? Don't you forget Julian McMahon. I'll get angry. <laughs> oh, that's, that's true, sorry But also, uh, in, in this year's roundup, uh, There's been a few Brits, male actors um, the, the lead in Life and the lead in Journeyman Yes, that's true That's true So, so the Brits are, are patting themselves on the back for, for exporting their talent Yeah, absolutely that's it. And maybe it's not even so much if they're using the accent on air, but if they're, if they're uh, off-screen with that accent, it instantly gives them more credibility with producer types. I don't know. <laughs> and what's going on uh, with television over there? What are you watching? I've been, <laughs> I've been delving back a little. Um, Early episodes watching. of Two and a Half Men? They're called no, classic episodes now, Ross. <laughs> it's just something we need to talk about. So you start... <laughs> Trouble. Okay, um, I'll come back to that. Uh, we've uh, I've I've been I've been delving back a couple of years to a show that I hadn't previously heard of um, called The Thick of It, um, and I don't know if you guys are aware of this show. But in, in some quarters, has been billed as a modern day Yes Minister, which I think is probably going a bit too far. But it is extremely good. It was only six episodes made in two thousand and six. Um, set in uh, the Department of Social Affairs and uh, uh, focusing on the minister in that department, the secretary in that department, and and what goes on. The most hilarious character is the Prime Minister's enforcer, 
his communications director, who is a very thinly veiled portrayal of Tony Blair's enforcer, Alistair Campbell, and this show is really, really very good. Um, they've, they've made a couple of specials since, only one of which I've seen, but it's really good. If you get the chance, take a look at it. In, Otherwise... In the thick of it. No, the, the thick of Just it. Just the thick of it. I, I've got those episodes uh, heading my way from over there, James. Ah, very good. Yep. Very good. Well, enjoy when they get there. I'm sure you will. Uh, otherwise, um, new shows uh, are starting here and new episodes of old shows. Um, I noticed last night the uh, first episode of Series 4 of the new Gilligan's Island was starting up, so I guess someone somewhere will be going nuts for that. The new what? Up. What? The, the new Gilligan's Island, you know. Uh, oh, 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 and and that's how a friendship ends. Yeah, well, so be it. Oh, James, I had and, such and, high hopes. And they were playing basketball too, similar to Gilligan's Island when the Harlem Globetrotters dropped by. <laughs> See, that's the dead giveaway. Hopeless. That show clearly jumped the shark. <laughs> so yeah, some new stuff starting. Um, haven't haven't seen too many effects here yet of the writer strike, but I'm sure uh, we will, as you will in Australia as well. With uh, so so Lost started in the in the UK. Are they making a, a big deal of it over there as be, being fast tracked? Are they saying no. direct from the US or? Uh, no, not at all. It's just you know on the telly. So, but but I don't understand. It's direct from the US. Why, why aren't they making a big deal about it? <laughs> Maybe because everything's always direct from the US. <laughs> oh, and we just we have to wait for the ship to come over with the uh, with, with the tapes. Australia is a long way away, Josh. Don't ever forget. <laughs> now, James, have you uh, have you been put on the case of uh, looking uh, tracking down any outstanding warrants for uh, Wayne Carey over there? <laughs> yes, uh, that was another one where I can uh, can I can certainly tell you have no concerns about telling you that I logged on and saw that in a newspaper in Australia, and my first thought was, thank Christ, that wasn't in London. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you uh, you had some dealings with the Carey family in the past, haven't you, for one of his previous scandals? Yeah, I spent a few days in Wagga. Wayne Carey's hometown uh, at the time of his last major indiscretion, which was, of course, when he was caught shagging his best friend and vice captain's wife. Um, <laughs> now that's so that's that going back. Like, that's going back to like 1999, uh, 2000, 2002? Yeah, either way, yeah, a little ways back. In, um, in, in fairness, in fairness to Wayne and uh, Mrs. Best Friend, I forget her name. They were in a cupboard. Cupboard slash bathroom slash yep. depends who you're telling the story. But yeah, you're right. They did their best to cover their tracks. <laughs> <laughs> they were at a, at a party at the time. <laughs> um, what could you say about Wayne Carey? He, I, I thought your comments last week were interesting, Ross. I think he's he's um, when he actually puts his mind to it, he's extremely good at ball analysis. Mm. Um, and I haven't seen... What's the name of our show? Footy Classified? Footy yes. Classified, yep. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, uh, but I can see how he would be good in that kind of format. Uh, yep. 
So, so what and, happened? Uh, what happened with you up in Wagga? Oh, in Wagga, yeah. Well, it was interesting because his, uh, we were having to deal with his family, primarily his brother Dick, who I understand no longer lives in Wagga. He's moved north somewhere, um, and it's just difficult because in Wagga, everyone knows them and they're considered kind of local icons, and um, uh, not all of the dealings with, we had with them were pleasant. Let's say. And uh, and and Dick himself is a rather large young man as well. Uh, Dick is a rather large fella, and um, uh, uh, how can I how can I put this without getting sued? Uh, <laughs> a, 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 a possible assault charge is not always the first thing that comes into these people's minds when they get agitated. <laughs> right. That. Yeah, I've met people like that. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I hope my meaning is clear. But certainly, I, I was taking my life in my hands a couple of times, knocking on that front door. Do, do you think? Uh, do you think there is uh, there is going to be special treatment for for Wayne Carey in in the coming years? I mean, he's he's been sacked from Three OW. He's been sacked from from Channel Nine. But do you think a couple of years down the track, if he's got a clean record, all of that will be forgotten? Um, well, I, I guess at the time of all of those previous goings on, the, the whole um, Kelly Stevens thing, you would have thought at the time that he was unemployable for good. Um, that you know that that blew over, and and he was employed again. Um, I guess the difference was what had happened in the meantime was that he'd stopped playing football and and become a retired footballer. Um, previously, he hadn't been considered for that kind of media work. Now maybe he's blotted his copybook. Uh, too greatly. Um, yeah, I I, I, I tend to think that there's a difference between adultery and and legal action, isn't there? Yeah, and I, I tend to think that uh, that women's groups are going to jump all over this if he tries to make any sort of comeback. I think that uh, I think that there'll be. Uh, you know, it's 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 a good media opportunity to to get awareness out uh, out there about spousal abuse and that kind of thing, and I think uh, it'll get just get jumped all over. Yeah, certainly. Uh, I mean, again, people have short memories. Let's 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 be clear about that. There there are plenty of people you would think would, would never work again who are because people have short memories. Um, and I, so I would rule nothing out. But I think what you're saying is is right. That uh, certainly this takes his um, well the the offences against him. Um, or the black marks against him, this takes it to a whole new level. Now, do you think uh, it would have made more sense for Channel 9 to get him into the studio to give the uh, tell-all interview rather than uh, sacking him and then offering him a six-figure sum? No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hang on, offering offer him a six-figure sum? Yeah, this is the uh, the word that's uh, going around from sources at the moment. Sources, not from confidential. Sources, confidential. It's not from confidential. Um, and right, he's, been, he's been offered a six-figure sum to tell all on what? Uh, more than $200,000 is the uh, figure that we have here. Michelle Stamper, uh, your friend at Channel 9, uh, has uh, said that... What? Has said that they won't go into private conversations and negotiations and hasn't ruled it out. Oh, uh, OK. Well, you know. Uh, there you go, then. Uh, <laughs> Do I think I'm sorry? Sorry, James. I, I would have warned you, but Brett wasn't in his regular pose, so I, I didn't know that was going to come out. 
no, well, the question you asked me was, you know, I think it's... Uh, what did you ask me? Do I think it's right that he should be snacking there off at a six-figure sum? Well, wouldn't it so, have made more more sense for Channel 9 to, to get him to do that while he was on the payroll? No, because he had to be sacked when he was sacked. Okay. Didn't he? You know, the Herald Sun broke that story. Uh, it, the Herald Sun dropped online about one or two in the morning, your time, because I saw it here in the afternoon, in my afternoon. Um, clearly, by 5.30, 6 in the morning, it's all over radio, and my understanding is that he had been sacked by 8am. That's moving pretty swiftly because of the, the type of allegations involved. There was absolutely no choice. It had to be done. Not a minute more could be wasted. They had to do it in time for Neil Mitchell to announce it on 3AW for people outside of Melbourne. And... Uh, and, and so at that point, if, if you needed to sack him with such haste, you're not going to sit him down for a tell-all first. So why are they talking to him now? Yeah, Kerry Stokes would have. <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so do you think he was? Do you think he was poisoned for like five days, and now it's uh, it, it's it's long enough after it? Well. No, I, I think um, people can be accused of nasty things and still be good interview talent or interesting interview talent or, or can be called upon to defend themselves, perhaps. There's, I think there's a difference between paying them for an interview uh, when they've done something bad, allegedly, and having them on your payroll. Or, yeah, am, I, or am I splitting heads? I, it, you know what? I, I, would, I would think that it would be... Uh, uh, it would be bad journalism to to pay someone for an interview if if you're interviewing them about them having done something bad. Um, as as a general rule, perhaps yes. Should David Hicks be paid for an interview? Uh, yes, yeah, yes, he should. He he hasn't worked for a few years. He needs the money. <laughs> yeah, well, Wayne Carey's not going to work for the next few. He needs the money. So. <laughs> 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 it's justify anything. I, I was so expecting a train and a tunnel at some point in that conversation, but yeah, well done, James. It didn't come. And uh, and with that, we'll uh, we'll say we'll say thank you very much, James Talia, uh, reporter yeah, for Channel yeah. Nine News and Box Cutters Un Australian correspondent, calling us all the way from London. Terminator: colon, The Sarah Connor Chronicles. Have you seen the? You, you seen the films Terminator? The, yeah, the Terminator yeah. films. Have you seen all, uh, no, all three? No, that's not true. I've seen the first two reasonable ones, and I never bothered with the third. Yeah, one. I never saw the third one either. I, you know, I tried to watch a little bit of it on on television or cable or, or something, and I found it pretty much unwatchable. Right, it, it was just ridiculous. And ah, uh, yes, well, but the third one's irrelevant to this story. Yeah, because it takes place after the end of T two. Yes. And uh, and so at, at the end of that one, you had the uh, the, the liquid robot uh, played by uh, the guy who then later on owned the uh, who the, who was later Mulder the fish he was he was he was later Mulder but then he also the, store the sports in store in, in Sopranos mm. this this robot has had quite a life <laughs> <laughs> quite a life uh, anyway so he's he's not in it but uh, but uh, we do have John Connor. Who is the the saviour of the humans couple in of the years future? A couple of years older than Terminator Two. Yeah, not 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 much, but yes, a, mm. a couple of years older. Uh, he and his mum are on the run. Sarah Connor, a couple of years younger. <laughs> Interestingly enough, 
<laughs> well, there's time travel involved. So. Yeah. It's, well, she's gone into hiding, so obviously she's had some uh, reconstructive surgery. Yeah, and, it agrees with that. And, and this is uh, 1996. 1999, I believe. 99? I think so. Oh, oh, whatever. Yeah, maybe, it's, maybe you're right. So. Maybe it's 97. Sometime around. Anyway, so, it's 1990 something. It's, it's late 90s. And, uh, and he and, uh, and his mum, Sarah Connor, are uh, on the run from the law, trying to go to, from town to town to uh, hide their identity. Uh, well, in fact, more importantly, on the run from the Terminators. The most useless killing machine in history. This is the machine that's designed to kill. If I had a Terminator after me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. If I was an extra, I'd be worried. <laughs> but if I was the main character, I'd just hide behind a car. He's just going to shoot a round of bullets at me. He's going to miss every time. He's going to do that weird thing with his head and his neck, but he's not going to kill me. <laughs> he's useless. It's, he really is the worst killing machine ever invented. Mm. Now, you guys obviously only watched the first episode. That's no, I watched, I watched three first, episodes. I watched the first two. I, I watched the first three episodes. He, he's a remorseless killing machine. Yes. He tries to kill John Connor. I, I don't think I'm giving too much away when I suggest when I say that he shoots up a classroom that John Connor's in at one point. Yes. He, he shoots does. up the classroom. John Connor dives headfirst out the window. The Terminator chases after him, stops, turns to the class and says, class dismissed. <laughs> right there. That's funny. Right there. That's funny. It's, it's not it's, funny. You know, right it's, 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 funny it's funny you've, when you've Arnold Schwarzenegger the- does it. Yeah, but at least he was programmed to do it. Yeah. By John Connor. This is just this is this is just pathetic. <laughs> the, it really it really is I, I mean the thing is, as it comes from the sci fi channel in, in the US. Oh, I thought I, it was on Fox. On, is it Fox? Mm, I'm pretty well, sure then, it's on Fox. Well then my whole reason for for giving it a good review is gone. Because <laughs> I was just gonna say it's better than Flash Gordon. But <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's like they've got all the elements of Terminator. You know, all the gestures, the motorbikes, the cyborg head, the, the kind of the running around needing IDs. And, and I mean, I don't think you can pick too much fault in the logic because you can't watch something like this and apply any logic because you'll, you'll, you'll just, you know, you'll either go insane or you'll laugh yourself silly. But, it, it, like, it looks good and it sounds good, but it's just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like, it's got it's... all the elements of Terminator, but it, it, it's, it's but not But none Terminator. of the class. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it. With, <laughs> what a surprise! <laughs> Within two minutes, you know he's, got, he's he's being all Claire from Heroes and saying, "Oh, you know, it's been five minutes since we've seen a Terminator. I can do whatever I want, Mum." And Mum's going, "No, we're never safe." You know, it's just it, it's got and all then, the and elements he goes, to he it. He goes out and rides his bike with the ribbons coming off the handlebars, <laughs> and it's, I, I mean that's that is what it's like. It's you know he, he has been raised all his life. To know, uh, to hide, and he, and he's supposed to be this this great warrior, and and by this stage in his life, he should be down with all of that, and and you know, as far as internal logic of, of the character goes, he should understand that staying in the house means staying in the house, even if you're a little bit bored. That's true. That's don't true. go to a shopping mall and Google yourself. Mm. Like that's just ridiculous. Plus, you know. He's meant to be a teenager. He's the most unbelievable teenager I've ever, I, I would ever. I can't believe there would be any teenage boy in the world who would come to naked on a road beside their mum and be cool with it. <laughs> yes. He's not even a little grossed out. <laughs> yes. He's just like, but yeah, she's whatever. A, she's a milf. 
Yeah, she's a lot longer. She's a lot younger than she was a couple of years earlier. <laughs> I found it distracting that she looked a bit too much like uh, the Bionic Woman, and I didn't know that she, she was English. She did. She does look before. a lot like the Bionic Woman. Uh, maybe though. Maybe he was too busy looking at Sarah Glau, who we know Summer as Glau? Summer Glau. Sorry, from Firefly in uh, Serenity. Yes, uh, and uh, and also uh, played a ballerina in uh, an episode of Angel. She was a ballerina. I, I know. But she also played a ballerina. <laughs> no, she was a ballerina. <laughs> she did both. It's like Michael Sarah playing the Michael Sarah character. <laughs> All confused. What's going on? And plus, plus, there's a, a useless September 11 reference in there for absolutely no point other than let's have a September 11 reference in there. What was that? I missed it. It was in one of the. It was one in one of the awful voiceovers. She said, "Oh, if I'd seen the planes crashing into the buildings, uh, I would have. I would have known that." I would have thought it was the apocalypse coming if I'd seen it. I mean, why, why have it? Just, just but I, my favourite bit of voiceover was uh, when she said at the end of the second episode, uh, "It's sad that the death of one person. Oh no, sorry. It's said that the death of one person is the death of an entire world. Certainly, for a parent, the death of a child is no less than a holocaust. In the case of my son, these words are literally true. <laughs> <laughs> everyone else, everyone else, though." Just figurative. Sorry. Yeah, just get over Sorry. yourself. The, de- the deaths of your children don't mean that much. And My also- son's special. And also, again, I don't want to give too many spoilers away, but when they go to the bank vault... <laughs> yes. And uh, this has been operating as a bank vault, but uh, coincidentally... She has keys to just about every single one of the... They, they couldn't have stored anything in there. She's, she's got all the keys, and the ones that she doesn't have keys for make something else. I don't know. She, they got the keys from the teller. No, that... Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. The, they got what, led into one, and then that one had the keys to all the other boxes. Uh. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the, they opened this bank in 1963, supposedly, and what did this, did this scientist from the future walk in and say, I'll take all, every single one of your, uh, every single one no, of your the, vaults, the and then that's the end of it. The no, scientist from the future built the bank. He built the bank? He built the bank. It was still operating as a bank. Otherwise, they wouldn't have had to have gone in there the way they did. No, no, he built the bank in 1963 yeah. so that it would be around for them in 1997 yeah, I understand when they that, needed but it. They, they used every single one of the little bank oh, vaults. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. They used they enough used of like them. They used like seven of them in the whole room. There were only nine in the whole room. With, they used <laughs> seven of them. They used boxes far more on than all that. three walls. They used far more than anyway, that. Anyway, it's a, it's a highly improbable <laughs> show. Brett liked it. No, why, no, no I, I want to hear why Brett liked why it. Why did you like it? Well, I, it, it, I, I think that it has captured what was in the original Terminator, in uh, and it, it does it well. Okay, and you know it. How 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 harsh were you guys on the original Terminator and and looking at how at, at its corniness and its believability uh, and, at the at the time at the time it was full of surprises. At the time, the original Terminator was full of surprises. And, and, when, and, and we were quite a bit younger. And we were quite, quite a bit younger. <laughs> when Terminator 2 came out, again, that, that had significant surprises in it. The, See, so why is, why is there no liquid Terminator? Because it costs mm. too much to render. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, that's, that's, like, there's, that's no, there's no storyline reason for it. Oh, no, oh. because, again, I don't want to give away too many plot points here, but Skynet has been rebuilt. It's been rebuilt differently. 
oh. by, by so, someone else. And so therefore, he thought liquid. Let's not go there. <laughs> wasn't so successful six years ago in the storyline I don't know about. <laughs> and so in I'm that, not going to do it. In that ultimate universe that I have no idea about, uh, maybe liquid wouldn't be a, a great idea because maybe there'd be liquid nitrogen places and that, and that would be the Achilles heel. They mm. probably had some recorder of history from 20, 2067 going back and this is, to 1969 and writing it down and uh, leaving a note that and, th- and, and this, John. this is my problem with it. It's it's all there, there was probably there was probably perhaps this happened perhaps that happened uh, let's make it up it's as we go along get out of jail free card mm. episode but you know episode to episode there are some pretty good action sequences there's yep. uh, there's you know a, a little bit of violence a little bit of action mm. uh, little bit of, uh, of I'm intrigue. sure if you had the if you're watching it high def and you had the surround sound it, it would be a great watch but but weak. Like exciting, but that's individual episodes, week to week. As far as storyline goes, no, nah, I got no time for it. Okay. I, I, I was, I was, I have to admit, you know, when I was watching it, I was thinking the whole time I'm watching, it, I think, oh god, why don't I have my notepad? Because I want to take notes every two minutes about how crap it was. But I got to the end of the second episode today and thought, oh, I'm a little sad that I'm not going to keep watching it. But I'm not going. You don't have to stop. No, I, I don't think. Are you going to watch it download or are you going to watch it? Uh, When's it coming I, on? Well, Channel 9, Tuesday nights. Mm. Uh, I saw a billboard for it on, on the way in. Uh, Tuesday nights, 8.30 or 9.30. Uh, Depends on I what it's up against and if I, I end up being a TiVo beta, beta tester. Uh, okay. Uh, you've, uh, you've, you've applied for yeah. that? Yeah. Excellent. Mm. Um, yeah, I think I'd download it. Okay. Yeah. We'll keep yeah. us informed. I'm, I'm looking. I, I'm hoping that Ryan from Oz uh, takes more of a, a role in it. Who was the boyfriend when he, we originally come back to Sarah Connor? The 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 boyfriend at the start. Yeah, yeah. The, who is I, in I, everything I, now? I, I kind of think he will have a fairly prominent part. Otherwise, there was really no point to introduce him. Was there into the whole story? It's it's important for that guy to be in every single American television production at the moment. I enjoy his work. Okay. Yeah. That's the Sarah Connor Chronicles. It will air on Channel 9 on Tuesdays in the coming weeks. Are you one of those that follows the ads? Pepsi is putting coke into their ads. Now I can talk as much as I want. Got the sly look. Sly look. Sly look. Hello, Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. Just quickly, this is a uh, a house proud butterfly shows us around her house talking about the the little touches, like a cocoon, a cocoon. No, 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 a house. That's where butterflies live, like a suburban house. No, butterflies don't. Live oh, so in... not like the, the the zoo butterfly. No, but enclosure. butterflies butterflies don't live in cocoons. They develop in cocoons. Butterflies don't then... live in houses. No. But this one does. It's okay. animated. Oh, I was going to ask if it was animated. <laughs> it's, it's, it's animated. It's it's not uh, it's not reality television here. It's it's animated, uh, and and it's talking about how it's talking. Yeah, <laughs> and that's not the weirdest thing about this ad. It's talking about how much it loves the the little touches it gives to to, to its house, uh, and uh, and one of these little touches, probably the most important one is its Airwick-scented oil plug-ins, which is uh, kind of like an oil burner, but you plug it into a wall in case you don't have any matches or something. I, I don't really understand. But then the butterflies left the door open to her house Uh-oh. and a cow comes to the door with a bucket 
asking if... <laughs> I, hate asking, I hate it when this happens. <laughs> asking if the butterfly can spare any milk. Wait what? A the cat can make their own No, own no, milk. you've got this the back road, the backwards. The butterfly asked the milk, if it asked the cow, if the cow can spare any milk, surely. And still, this isn't the weirdest thing <laughs> about the ad. The, the weirdest thing is that the butterfly and the cow are exactly the same size. <laughs> and then there's That's this ho- weird. It's really weird. Then there's this whole thing about how the cow just will come over with, with any poor excuse... I eat the milk because uh, I think the cow finally realised. Yes, I can make my own milk, uh, and then and then it kind of just ends. Oh, she says, wait, wait, the, I, I want to come over. Any excuse I can because it smells so nice. The cow's making excuses to come over to smell the air freshener at the butterfly's house. Right. This is, I think, one of the dumbest ads I've ever seen. Because <laughs> not only is the butterfly and the cow the same size. The butterfly and the cow are the same size. Have I mentioned that? It's ridiculous. Uh, the ad is over halfway through when the butterfly tells us the name of the product that she's using. That's the end of the ad. Oh, your house smells so nice because you've got this product. And it's only halfway through the the episode, the, the ad. The rest, uh, like everything else in the ad, is just... The embarrassingly lonely lives of strangely sized animals. <laughs> I don't buy it. No, that makes no sense. Okay, question three. Which can I- all these going to be about war? No, I got loads of. I got one on tennis. One on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Box. Quiz time. <laughs> Question three. <laughs> quiz time. Caught us unawares. What a surprise. I've, mm. got, I've got a quiz question. Okay. Go for it. Uh, over summer, we played uh, two interviews that, uh, that we had, one with Alex Paps, one with Rob Brearley. In the uh, Rob Brearley interview, he talks about how many episodes of Rove there were on Channel 9. I want to know... How many episodes of Rove there were on Channel 9? If you can answer that question, send your answer to hooray at boxcutters.net or send us uh, an email via the blog at boxcutters.net. There's a little contact us button there. Uh, give you a form. You can answer it. Uh, send us the answer. How many episodes of Rove were there on Channel 9? Now, if you've still got that episode, you're allowed to re-listen to the interview but not the bit where he talks about Rose. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's fine. If you don't have the episode, why not? And, mm, and true, we'll still let true. you go and download it and listen to the episode. But don't, don't listen to the bit about Channel 9. No, that's the point. And anyway, that's the question. You know where to send it. Uh, you will win yourself a crumpler something. And we have, uh, we have some Ooh, great... We have some good prizes. We have some great prizes now. We've, uh, uh, we've, what do you mean now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean now. You mean, no, you I don't mean, mean the t-shirts the, that we gave away in the first few weeks weren't that good. I don't mean at last. I mean now. At, at, now they're bags. We've got courier <laughs> bags. We've got the, the wow, coffee. courier bags. We've got uh, we've got a we've special got edition little, camo little bag coming up. Yeah, and, and and I think if you've uh, if you've previously won a crumpler product, I think 
Slate's wiped clean. Slate has wiped it's clean. Year. It's a new year. You could win yourself so, some more crumpler goodness. So you can you can enter again. Although, uh, how many is in our box over there, Brett? Uh, not 40 pieces, <laughs> as it says on there. No, no it's, uh, it's, it's about t- <laughs> 10, I think. Anyway. You should have come with a different box, Brett. I mean, come on. You, you can't be that that. I can't help what they send it to me in. Hooray at boxcutters.net is the email to send us the uh, answer to the quiz or uh, the contact us link on boxcutters.net. The killer bags. Can I enter? No. <sighs> hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters. Pod. Cast. Done. Pork is on the table. You know why I'm not going to watch Sarah Connor Chronicles? Why I'm not going to download it and... Because you're a grump. Well, <laughs> no, because every week now, two and a half hours of my television watching is taken up with watching In Treatment. That's true. That's true. It's so good. Mm. And it's, it's only been on for, for one week on HBO in, in the States, so yep. I've gotten it through Channel BitTorrent. Half hour episodes. So you've watched... So you've watched all two and a half hours? I've watched all two and a half hours. Okay. And so these I've, are... I've only watched the first hour so far. Right. Are they scripted? Yes. yes. Very much so. Okay. Very tightly. So they, they had the scripts before uh, the Rider's Strike oh, yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think this is this is based on an Israeli show uh, and it's uh, essentially a, a drama where a patient comes into a psychiatrist's office and we see half an hour of a therapy session. So it's like, help, the poor White House uh, and the dude that... Into trouble with the child porn. Don't know what you're talking about. No so, idea what you're talking um, about. <laughs> really? I was yeah. on ABC Friday nights last year. No. no. Uh, I don't watch the ABC. What are you talking about, Brett? English, yeah, but- <laughs> English series with a therapist and, and the patient. The, w- was that entirely... Are you thinking in- about Dr. Katz on SBS? No, I'm thinking about help. <laughs> was that entirely in the therapy session? Yes. And right. Paul Whitehouse would, would play a different character. Oh, no, no, no. This is... This is Every night there is a different patient, uh, and so we're we're following four patients. And then on the fifth night, it's the psychiatrist in his uh, kind of training consultancy therapy. Okay, okay, uh, uh, yeah, because I've seen the first two, and there was something that annoyed me about the first one. It, it reminded me about of some sort of other psychiatrist show I'd seen Doctor about Kent. some psychiatrist and a Help. patient who kills themselves. In his practice, or something like that, right. and then I realised it was half, <laughs> which was just awful. So once I once I got over the odds, oh, like half, I, I thought the, the first episode also had uh, Australia's own Melissa George. Yeah, I thought the first episode was a bit cliched, but I thought the second episode, second was a episode lot was better. great. Wait till you see episode three. Episode three is fantastic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and yeah, it it just gets better. Basically, I think if episode one was anything to to go by, I think the Monday night episodes are going to be the weakest. Yep. Uh, they'll go back, won't they, to Melissa George's story? Like, that'll be an that's, ongoing story? Yeah, yeah, that's, yep. that's my understanding. Yeah, yeah. So we see the same characters. Great practice. You can see why actors would love to do this. I mean... It, it, it's a two-handed play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think she goes to the bathroom at one point, but that's the only thing that was outside of the, of the uh, psychiatrist's immediate office in yes. the whole first hour. Uh, which I'm presuming is is the way it's going to be for the whole series. Yeah. So and so and and it it does feel uh, at, at times claustrophobic when it needs to feel claustrophobic and mm-hmm. and I, it's really well made. Yeah, I can yep. highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, what's with watermarking at the moment? Over watermarking. Don't oh, you want to watch with- the chopping block? <laughs> 
That's, this is, this is like, what program You don't want to watch well. the chopping block. That's, that's exactly right. That's, that's exactly the talk right. of a communist. <laughs> <laughs> In Fine. some countries, they don't have advertising. Calming me up then, because this is just... <laughs> <laughs> this is just absolute garbage. I was watching... I was watching, I think it's NBC, uh, a torrent from NBC. Yep. They've got the NBC Peacock. Is, that, is NBC the Peacock? Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, NBC is yep. the Peacock. NBC uh, Peacock. CBS is the eye. NBC. No, 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 the whole time. This is the whole time. This is the this is the uh, kind Just of opaque watermark. On, watermark. The, on the bottom NBC right-hand side. Peacock, NBC Written, NBC Olympic Rings, because they're the Olympic Network, then NBC ad for upcoming show at some point. This is just getting ridiculous. We just... And it's the same with Channel 9, with having advertising the chopping block on in their watermark. I mean, watermark. I really want to watch enough. the chopping block. That sounds amazing. Watermarks, I saw it on a watermark. <laughs> watermarks are bad enough, but this, this kind of, you know, constant advertising in watermarks, it's terrible. Yeah. What do you want for free? Hey? What do you want for free? If you want to avoid watermarks, pay for your TV. You know what? I, I I bet you there's watermarks on pay TV. There are there are watermarks all over pay TV. But are they advertising stuff in the watermarks? Not yet. Have they got Olympic they just, rings just, on the watermarks? They just haven't thought of it yet. Yeah, but they will. They will because that's that's the way trends go. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's I mean, the, the whole watermarking thing is it's fair enough for the news mm-hmm. if you have original footage. It's fair enough for the sport because that is original footage. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're showing a if you're showing a drama, if you're showing a drama that you've imported from from another country, no way should there be a watermark on that. Mm. That just it, it makes no sense. You want to you want to brand your station, you brand your station in in other ways, in smarter ways. Yeah, but I can I can understand that you know they they want when they're multi-channeling comes in in 2058 they want a way to be able to tell which channel you're on when you're flipping quickly they, they do there's the 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 thing that comes up on the screen that tells you what channel you've changed to and the display no, button no. on your remote no you see you're both missing the point the info <laughs> button hang on it's your point it's yeah. your po- and you're missing <laughs> hey uh did either of you happen to read this week's screen guide a little bit something yeah that's the uh local paper here, the local television guide here in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good one. <laughs> front cover, Samantha Who. Yes. Yeah. The sitcom revolutionising sitcoms. That. I saw what? that. That's no revolution. No. It's bland and unfunny. Where's the revolution? Bland and unfunny. It's, <laughs> it's, it's something that Two and a Half Men came very, very close to. Revolutionising. But, but Samantha Who has really aye, perfected aye, aye. it. Come on. Two and a half men had a giant dog in it this week. Did it? <laughs> yep. Was it the size of a cow or a butterfly? <laughs> it was probably Same closer size. to a cow. Right. Oh, that is giant. Or an animated butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been some tiny cow. What have you got, Brad? Uh, I mentioned last week uh, that Australia's Funniest Home Videos was without a host. This week I can announce... That uh, you can announce, Craft. you can. Uh, I can announce, announce the box cutters days, listeners five days after Channel Nine have announced it. Yes. Shelley Craft uh, is to be the new host who? of Australia's she- Funniest Home Videos. Shelley Craft, who formerly formerly known as Shelley De Billinghurst Craft, who she was a uh, she was a host on Saturday Disney back in the day, and then she was on Great Outdoors on Channel Seven. Has recently signed to Channel Nine. She's doing some mm. backyard expose show and Funniest Home Videos. 
Mm, and, so she's uh, uh, jumped off the proud ship of Channel 7 onto a sinking. <laughs> <laughs> and I, 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 can't, uh, I, can't, I can't say where I got this from because I read it on God. the internet, but I've forgotten. Uh, so I apologise if, uh, if I'm not quoting the, the correct source. But apparently uh, there was uh, footage of her in uh, Channel 7's promo reel that they ran at their launch this year. Oh, no. Which they, uh, they forgot to edit out or didn't have time to edit out. So. Oh, that's so sad for, for Channel 7. But you know what? They, they had a lot of wins. It couldn't yeah. last forever. Yeah. You're still going to win. It couldn't, couldn't. You also you also wanted to talk about how much you, you don't like... What's that show? Language Warning. Start a Wife. I was Language, really... Uh, no, like, no. Geek, oh. The Geek... Oh. Language Warning. Slight Geeks. Language warning. No, just I'm not even going to give it time. Um, uh, but I, it's, it's not a very good show, is it? It could have been. No, real, no, it, it's it's freaking painful. And Adam Spencer, yeah. language warning. Adam, <laughs> <laughs> Adam Spencer, like I, I, language warning. I think that I think that because he comes from science, he's a scientist. That's where he's. He's a math- mathematician. But, which is a, a branch it's of a, science. It's a branch of science, but, uh, you know, specifically, he's, he was a mathematician. Slick X is about science and, and making science understandable for the common man. He does it with uh, Karl Krushaniski. Karl Krushaniski. He seems to have, like, seven different pronunciations of his name at the moment. Dr. Karl. Dr. Karl, who is great on radio. On radio. He's written some good books as well. But Adam Spencer is unfunny and extremely nerdy and just freaking painful to watch. Carl Krasinski, great on radio. Adam Spencer, on radio. So is, that, is that pretty much it? Yeah. Neither of them should be on television. It, it, just, it just doesn't work as a show. No, this one doesn't. Just no, doesn't work it, as a show. Even the audience. The audience is just way too square. Did either of you see the uh, Channel Nine preview of their new shows? Uh, there was, uh, yeah, there was a sizzle reel at the Underbelly launch. Oh, they had it. This was on Channel Nine. They had a, uh, they had a ten-minute ad for what's coming up. Cleverly, they programmed it at six thirty on a Saturday night and didn't actually put it in the guide. So uh, to try and make sure they got as few viewers as possible. Nice. But uh, it was hosted by Lavinia and Jules Lund. Lavinia Lund. Lavinia Lavin- and Jules Lund. Lavinia Nixon. Okay. And Jules Lund. Uh, and for Survivor fans, if you're watching Survivor on Channel 9, and why the hell would you? Why the hell am I? Uh, next Saturday, three hours of Survivor. So if you're setting a tape for it, you need to know they are having a double episode, and then they're having the reunion show all in a row. Fantastic. From 7.30, I think, on, uh, on Channel 9. At 7.30 p.m. 7.30pm on Saturday. So, so, so check, check your guide, make sure, set plenty of time to, to record it if, if you're going out. That's, that's pretty good scheduling by Channel 9 to get the finale and just scrape it in just after the new series has started on uh, in the States. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're really... It's, uh, it's they really cut it fine there. Fast Track Direct. <laughs> Hot off the satellite. Hot off the satellite. Speaking of uh, fast tracking, ABC2 is showing three uh, peep shows in a row on Sunday nights. Oh, really? So is that Channel yeah. 2? ABC too. No, it's the digital uh, ABC channel. Did, right. you, did you catch that Pixies documentary? I, I missed it. Mm, I missed yeah. it. My phone. My phone was in my room, and I got. Uh, I, got I was halfway through when I realised it was on. Was it any explaining. good? Yeah. Yeah, it was. If only it's, because they had lots of live performances. It's just, they should really promote 
ABC two more. I mean, it, it could be a great station. It I mean, all, it, it, it all it starts is a, with a two. What? No, sorry. No, it sorry. brings out the two in you. You know what brought out the two in me? Shit, I missed that documentary. <laughs> is that the two in me? It is, obviously. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 118. I want to say thanks very much to James Talia for calling all the way from the United Kingdom. I also want to say thanks to Crumpler, our giveaway sponsors. They make bags and satchels and things to throw over your shoulder and things to put other things in. And you could win one. You could win one if you... Uh, and if, if you, you already have won one and haven't received one, uh, obviously now we have stuff for you uh, to be delivered or to pick up. Uh, and you can find them on the web at crumpler.com.au. I also want to say thanks to 3 R, the wonderful radio station that allows us to record our podcasts in its studios each and every week, except for the weeks that we're on break, but, you know, it doesn't count. You can oh, catch oh, them oh, at... Oh. No, still a few more contestants. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> maybe, maybe next week's show. <laughs> we'll see. You can catch them at rr.org.au. Oh, wait a minute. This fat, fat person's got a sad story to go with their weight. <laughs> really? A, a sad a story? A sad story. Riveting. So, so did they play that sad music underneath the whole lot that they have been on the ads and the sneak peeks, which run for 10 minutes on I, Channel I, 10? I really quite like that show, that song. Yeah. That's yeah, a Beck song. But, from, uh, and uh, I think he recorded it for Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Obviously, that's a cover. But having seen the ad for so long, so many times, I'm, sick I'm of it. getting a bit sick of it. Yep. Mm. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. You guys didn't Ross even McQueen. mention uh, dance. Ross McQueen. <laughs> I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.